The tongue is set among the, our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life, and is set on fire of hell. See, out of all your members on you, there are certain parts of your members that you will blame for your problem. The Bible says that's not the kingpin. The kingpin is right there. He's the one that set it all up. He set it up. See, the other parts wouldn't have got in trouble if this right here hadn't set it up. And it doesn't matter what these see, if this won't respond, it'd be all right. Oh, Lord. It doesn't matter, amen, if what this here and what this see, if this was just shut up. Oh, you call that yourself. Amen. If it just shut up, you'll be all right. You see, so, so the Bible shows us, amen, that out of all of our members, that's the king being. That right there is the one that said that, that, that Jesus said in, in 12 that all of us will stand before God, amen, to give an account of the things that we spoke with that right there. This program is sponsored by the partners and friends of Clifford Craft Ministries. In Proverbs chapter 1, if you will look there, in verse 5 and in verse 7, it says, Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtains guidance. And verse 7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, Fools despise wisdom and instruction. So, I want to take off from there. The awful price to be paid for those who refuse to hear the word of the Lord. They refuse to hear the voice of God. This Bible here represents the voice of God. And the scripture said that those who refuse to hear it, um, they, they live a very painful life. A very painful life. Um, if you would look at Second Timothy uh, chapter 2. If anyone have the, uh, the Amplified Bible, the Amplified Classic Bible, if you might have it, I'm going to ask you to read that verse again after we read it from this translation. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 9 says, For which I am suffering, bound with chains as a criminal. He said, But the word of God is not bound. If you have the Amplified Bible, um, and if you would read it from the Amplified, 
that is very powerful. That God's word cannot be bound or chained. It cannot be chained. In Jeremiah chapter 23, if you would go there, and verse 29. Now, I would rather read the scriptures here uh, on this subject tonight uh, rather than using illustrations of my own opinion uh, or anything else. I would love that the word would just speak for itself in Jeremiah chapter 3 and in verse 29. It says, is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. Do you see that? Amen. God said that nothing can resist his word. Now, 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 did you see that in your scripture? Because if it's in your Bible, I need you to circle it in your Bible. I put an astro of something there. A, uh, uh, check it off or whatever because I want you to see what God says about his own word. He said that his word is like a hammer and uh, the word is like a fire. Do you see that? Alright. This hammer can crush anything into powder. Okay? Amen. Nothing can resist it. Amen. It can crush anything into power. Amen. And this fire is the fire of God. It can burn up anything. Are you listening to me? Amen. God said his word is like that. Amen. Uh, all right, so I'm glad you're listening. That the word of God, you can't compare it to the human speaking words or the voice of a human it is God speaking he said that his word nothing can resist it now did you get that much nothing can resist God's word because it is as a hammer not a hammer that you would be familiar with okay uh I've seen that thing that they use to break the the big bogus rocks. You know when they when they're doing excavation, whatever. I seen that thing, and that's some type of tool that they use to do that with. Amen. God's word. I would say a thousand times more powerful than that tool that they use. Yes. You know what I mean? Amen. Now, I hesitated. You saw that because I'm not, I'm not actually justified to say whether it's a hundred times, a thousand times, or a million times. All I know is that God's hammer, nothing in this earth and nothing in this world can be more powerful than it is. And he said his word is like a fire which means that it burns up anything. All right. 
So that's what he has to say about his word. Uh, the book of Hebrews chapter 4, we are all familiar with verse 12. That the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. What are we seeing here? That there's nothing on this earth that can compare to the possibility of God's word. Amen. Nothing. nothing. All right. If you would look at uh, Psalms 29, you already know that I have my reasons for for, for, read, for reading these scriptures. Amen. Psalms 29. All right, I'm going to start from verse 3. It says, The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord over many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks cedars. The Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon to skip like a calf and Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord flashes forth flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth and strips the forests bare. And in this temple, all cry glory. Did you hear that? What Jesus said in John 6, 63, he said, my word is spirit and it is life. Now, what I want you to do, and I think you're already doing that, is write down all of the things that the Bible describes about the ability, the capability, the possibility of God's word. In other words, God's word is not limited nowhere on the face of this earth. There's no limitation to the power of God's word on this earth. Amen. I know it, but I want to say it again. Yes. There's no limitations to the possibilities of God's word being affected in the earth. There's nothing God's word is limited to do. Now, did you get that? Amen. All right. So now I want to ask a question. I want you to answer the question for me. Does God give the right to use his word? Yes. yes. Does God give the right to human beings to use his word? Yes. All right. The Bible says in Colossians 3, 16, that we are to let the word of God dwell in us richly in all wisdom. Amen. Did you get that? Amen. The Bible says in Matthew 4, 4, 
that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Amen. Did you get that? Amen. All right. In uh, Isaiah 34 and 16, and I have my brother here with me today. He's going to read it from the Amplified Bible for me. Amen, if you would. The Amplified Bible. I'm going to find it in, the, in Isaiah, the 34th chapter, and the 16th verse. And it says, seek and read from the book of the Lord. Not one of these shall be missing. None shall be without her mate. For the mouth of the Lord has commanded and his spirit has gathered them. And if you will read that for me, please, sir, from the Amplified Bible. Seek from the book of the Lord and read. Not one of these creatures will be missing. None will lack its mate, for his mouth has commanded, and his spirit has gathered them. Now, is his word effective when we speak it? Yes. yes. All right. Yes, sir. So now, the Bible says, and Romans 1 17 and Galatians 3 and 11 also in Habakkuk 2 and 4 also in Hebrews I believe it's 1038 in those four places of the Bible it says and the just shall live by faith, by faith. And the just shall live their life by faith. By faith. Mm -hmm. So what am I getting at? If the word of God is as powerful as the Bible describes it, yeah. and <laughs> God has given us the right to use his word, yeah. then it cannot be denied that the Christian, you ready for this? Yes. Yeah. They are without limitations Man. Wow. That is Man. in their spirit. Wow. Amen. Their body has limitations. My Lord. Yeah. Amen. Amen. But their spirit is without <laughs> limitation. Wow. My Lord. Wow. Because they are born of God. Yes, sir. They have God's spirit. Yes, sir. They have God's divine nature. Yes, sir. They have God's love in them. Yes, sir. They have God's faith in them. Yes, sir. And they can ask for as much wisdom as they want. Oh, man. Yeah. Because God gave it to them liberally and upbraided them not. Yes, sir. In other words, can you hand them in now? Yes. They become very much who God is. Yes, sir. Oh, man, yeah. On the earth. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Amen. With the power to speak. Yes. Because everything that God has ever done, he's done it with words. Amen. And he has given us the same right, yep. the same privilege, yes, Lord. the same authority, yes, the same power yes, to speak his word. Yes, Lord. Are you listening to me today? Yes. Amen. Oh, boy. 
So God has given us the right to speak his word. Amen. Question. Are you righteous today? Amen. Yes, you are. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21. That he who knew no sin, Jesus, mm -hmm. became sin for us. Right. That we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And what he did, he was without sin. Mm -hmm. He became sin. We were sinners. He exchanged places with us by taking our sin upon himself and giving to us his righteousness. Therefore, when a righteous person speaks, anything that they speak to have to obey. Oh, I knew you wouldn't get it, but you'll get it next week or next month or next year. Because what I'm describing to you is this. Like I said, I know you've heard it before. Oh, God. We're so much like God. And let me go back a little bit. In the book of Genesis, when God made the very first man. By the way, you're greater than Adam. Yeah. Romans chapter 5 tells me you're greater than Adam. Yeah. That whole chapter gives us more than a synopsis. That we are greater than Adam. Adam had the authority to name everything that was named on the face of this earth. And everything on the face of this earth had to obey Adam. Because God gave him that authority. The difference is he didn't have no other choice when it came to whether he believed it. God or not about the creation part of it because God created him with that type of authority to do it. Uh, up until the time that he was deceived or rather his wife was deceived by Satan. Listen to me now. Everything that Adam said had to obey him. You ready for this? Amen. You ready for this? I don't want to fight with anybody. Theologian says that Adam was there on the scene when Eve was deceived. I disagree. They said that when she partook of it, the, the Bible says, and she gave to her husband, it looks like he was standing there. I disagree. He had already been given instructions from God about what to eat and what not to eat. The Bible didn't say that Adam was deceived by the serpent. It said Eve was deceived by the serpent, which means that Adam had the authority to kick him out. He had the authority and he knew he did. Adam made the decision to die because his wife died. And he lost the life that he had in God. He lost his authority. 
He lost all privileges. And he spiraled down into something that now we see in this world as devouring diseases, sicknesses, yeah. and death. Death entered into him. Yeah. And the life that he had once had was now, the Bible say, dead. Jesus Christ came in the stead of Adam, because the Bible said Christ was the second Adam, to not restore what we lost with Adam. And I have repented to God for even teaching that because others were teaching that and it sounded right to me that God was only restoring what Adam lost in the garden. That's not true. He didn't restore what Adam lost. He gave us the life of the second Adam which is Jesus. Jesus Christ. What am I trying to say? If Adam had the authority that we read about in the Bible, what kind of authority do we have? Oh, you're going to wake up in a few minutes. Amen. If Adam had that kind of authority, and the Bible said that he did, he feared nothing on the face of this earth. Nothing. And he had everything that he would want. Everything he owned. Everything belonged to him. On earth. For the least that God had given. Yeah. He broke the least. But the earth remained, it still is God. The Bible said the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof and they that dwell therein. Adam had no dominion over that at all. He lost his dominion. Because God had told him that he had dominion over. He lost his dominion. When we received Jesus Christ in our spirit, the Holy Spirit came inside to dwell inside of our bodies. Yeah. And the Bible said that our bodies, his temple. Yes. He dwells here. Yes. Colossians 1.27, it says, Christ in us. The hope of our glory. Yeah. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Second Corinthians chapter four and verse seven says some very wonderful things about the body of Christ. Would you please read for me, please, sir? Second Corinthians chapter four and verse seven. 
If you will, please, sir. But we have this precious treasure, the good news about salvation in unworthy earthen vessels of human frailty, so that the grander and surpassing greatness of the power will be shown to be from God, his sufficiency, and not from ourselves. All right, now. Do you have faith? Say yes. Yes. In the book of Ephesians chapter 2, verses 5 through 8. Let's read that. Ephesians 2, 5 through 8. It says, in fact, let's start from verse four. It says, but God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raised up with him and seated with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. <laughs> so you have faith. Look, if you will, at Romans chapter 12 and verse 3. Romans 12 and 3. All right, it says, for by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned In receiving Jesus Christ, I will, Lord. Let's look at Galatians chapter 3. And it says in verse 2, let me ask you only this. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Romans 10, 17 says, faith then come by hearing. Yes, and hearing by the word of God, you have faith. So I ask, were you righteous? Yes. Or are you righteous? Yes. And you say yes. yes. I ask, do you have faith? Yes. And you say yes, yes. you have faith. Yes. Well, let's look one more place. Because you've already answered the question, do you have a right to speak God's word? Yeah. Yes. And you've already answered the question about the ability and the capacity of the power of God's word. Yeah. Yes. And would you also be able to use the same word of God with the same ability and capacity that's in the same word? 
Huh? Yes. Well, let's find out who you are right now. <laughs> Look, if you will, at this place right here, and then we'll move to another place. In Matthew chapter 8 and verse 8, remember now the centurion had asked Jesus to come with him and to heal his servant. Mm -hmm. And Jesus said, immediately, he said, I will come. And the man said that he didn't need to come because he could speak the word only. And the man's servant would be ill, he said, because he was a man of authority. Yes. And he understood how authority operates. Yes. And he said, if I tell my servant to come, he comes. If I tell him to go, he goes. He said, all you got to do is speak. Wow. Right. So he recognized the authority that Jesus had in his words. Yes. Come on, somebody. Yes. 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 you again. Do you know or do you recognize the authority that you have in using God's word? Amen. Do you? Amen. All right. In Mark chapter 11, in verse 23, you remember Jesus cursed the tree. And the next day they saw that the tree had withered and died. Peter recognizing that, said, Lord, the tree, how quickly it has withered and died. And Jesus responded by saying, but you shall, speaking to Peter, a man. Speaking to Peter, a man who's not born again. He's talking to a man who... Have not been washed by the blood of Jesus because Jesus hadn't yet gone to the cross. Come on, man. Wow. And he says to that man who's not born again. Wow. He said, But you shall speak to this mountain, not doubting in your heart, but shall. Believe that the thing that you say shall come to pass. He said, you shall have whatsoever, 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 whatsoever you say. In Matthew 21, 21. <laughs> the Lord says, basically, and if you shall speak to this mountain or sycamore tree and command it to be uprooted, and cast into a sea, and don't doubt in your heart. He said, "You should. It shall obey you." He said, "It shall obey you." His audience, not one born again man, <laughs> present, not one. I ask you, do you have the right? 
to speak God's word. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. When you speak God's word, do you expect yes. whatever you speak speaking to, yes. to obey you? Yes. Do you not? Yes, Very good. Very good. Now, in 2 Corinthians 4 and 13, Paul quotes from Psalms 116 and verse 10. Would you, would you, could you speak? Okay. All right. So Paul quotes there from 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 13. Mm -hmm. Read that for me, my brother, if you don't mind. He's quoting from the book of Psalms 116 and verse 10. He said, yet we have the same spirit of faith as he had. Come on. Who wrote in scripture, I believed, therefore I spoke. We also believe. Therefore, we also speak. All right. All right. He quoted from the Old Testament that the person who spoke it originally said that he had faith the reason he had spoken it. So Paul said, we too believe that's why we speak. Yes, sir. A child of God has been given this awesome God. I mean, this awesome privilege, this right that God has given to the, the, the child of God. Amen. To be a commander on earth. On earth. Because remember now, as he is in heaven, so are we on earth. And he has made us commanders. That whatever we speak to has to obey us. I have to, I have to believe then that there's life then in everything. Huh? Yeah. It gotta be. Yeah. See, it's not it's not the soul life that comes from God, but it is a type of life. It is. Because God said it has to obey us. Which means that it can hear us. What are you saying? I'm saying that that tree heard Jesus. That's what I'm saying. All right. And by the way, everything that he made had to have heard him. Amen. Because it, it, it was made. All right. Glory be to God. Amen. And so understand that a tree has life. Because the Bible says it withered and died. Mm -hmm. So anything that has life, yeah. or oh, rock got life, because Jesus said that they, 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 were, they were right now, the rock will cry out. Right. So everything then has life. Don't talk to me about dirt, because you made a dirt. Right. So then everything then has, amen, some type of life. A fly got some type of life. A dog got some type of life. A ain't that right? Yeah. So that whatever you speak to, oh my God, wow. amen, it has to obey you. Yeah. Oh my God, oh my God. Yeah. 
Well, doctors and scientists know that when sickness and diseases get in your body, it is a living thing. Yes, sir. Ain't that right? Yes, sir. It is. And they can put it under a microscope and actually See, watch everything on, that it's doing. Ain't that right? Yeah. Good. That's why you can speak to it. Come on. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So you got to realize that cancer cells, amen, have life. Yeah. Glory be to God. Which you can speak to those cancer cells, amen, and they hear you. Let's go. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, glory be to God. And this is what you have to do. When something acting like it's not paying you no attention, uh -oh. Uh -oh. walk in the authority, amen, wow. that the Lord has given you and remind you of what's written in the word already about yes, It has to obey. Yes, amen. Yo, just tell us that you can't deny me because it's written already. Amen. Can we say it again? <laughs> See, so you can play hard and you can play tough yeah. or whatever you want to play or play dead. Yeah. The truth is, yeah. the word has already been spoken. Yeah. The Bible says the word has already gone out of my mouth. Yeah. He said, it will never return yeah. to me void, but it will accomplish that which I please. It's going to prosper where I sent it. Yeah. Which means, that the word is already settled in heaven. Yes. The Bible says the word is already settled in heaven. Which means that it's already out there. It's, it's, it's already printed. It's already done. Uh-huh. Glory be to God. That's why you should fully expect for it, obey. Okay. Okay. Okay, let me tell you, let me tell you why I want to deal with this tonight. Oh, See, it's more so for me than you. Amen. Okay? <laughs> because the truth is, I got sense enough to know that just because something pretend that it's not gonna go, oh, man. I already know that it got yeah. to. Yeah. It has to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, why? Because the word cannot be changed. That's right. That's right. It cannot be changed. Amen. You cannot alter God's you word. Alter you can't take it back. It's already said. It's already spoken. It's already written. Yes, it's already out yes, there. You can't do nothing with it, amen, but speak it. That's right. Amen. That's right. Oh, man. Wow. That's why the Bible warns us because of this principle that you just don't say what you want to say. This is a principle that is a, a, a lie. It's a living principle. And it will either operate for you or it will operate against you. Either way, it's working. That's the word. It's working. Now, go, if you will, please, and look at uh, Proverbs chapter 18. I know you know that it's there, but we're just looking at the word tonight. Proverbs chapter 18. If you will, please. And verse 21, please. If, if you will, my brother, read that for me. Proverbs 18 and verse 21. You got yes. your mic? Oh. 
death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it and indulge it will eat its fruit and bear the consequences of their words. My God, you should read that again. That is so awesome. Read that for me, please. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Yes, sir. And those who love it and indulge it will eat its fruit and bear the consequences of their words. You better know what you're saying, man. God Almighty. And you can blatantly see that people's lives are in such a bad way. Yeah, yeah. And all of us came from not such a good life. Yeah, it was okay according to the way we understood it. Yeah. But compared to the Bible, it wasn't man, a good life. That's right. All right. With that being so, amen. Had our parents known the truth, mm-hmm. I'm not looking for a reason to blame anybody about anything. I'm just saying, had they known the truth, yes, sir, and raised us with those principles, yes, sir. You understand what I'm saying? Amen. When you got slapped in the mouth when you said a bad word, oh, yeah. 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 Did you? Well, well, some of us did. All right, you said a bad word, you you could end up with messed up lips. Okay. All right. So here's my point. Had they known the truth, when we would speak things that were contrary to the truth, we'd say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." Yeah. Yeah. Say that. Yeah. Now say this. Yeah. Yes, sir. Well, say this. Yeah. Exactly. And we we would have taught them how to speak correctly. Yeah. yeah. From this yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's right. We'd have taught them the truth. Yeah. yeah. We'd have taught them how to be winners. Amen. Losing would never have been on their minds. Right. They would have been shocked if they lost. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> My God. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Wow. How about it? Wow. Yeah. So we're being a little late in life teaching these principles. Here's the point. If people would really hear these principles, mm-hmm. embrace them and receive them. You remember what the first scripture I read when we got started? Amen, okay? God calls out certain people in life, whether they get offended with the, with the pastor for saying it, you got to realize that the pastor didn't write it. That's my name. Right. So God calls out and tell you what people are. Now, don't you try to call them that because they're going to fall out with you. That's right. But you can know the character of a person. That when you tell them, if you walk across the street on the green light, you can lose your life. Okay? Say, try walking across on a red light. And they still the walk cross on the green light. I might not go to your film. Okay, I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just saying. Okay, because we find out that you wasn't crazy. You were just stubborn and wanted to have it your way. I might not even attend. You get my point. Then you get my point. All right. So, so, so my point is this. Glory be to God. Amen. Look, 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 look. God tells us to wait. Go back to that scripture I gave you from the beginning. And then we'll continue. Proverbs chapter 1, verses 5 and 7. Okay, and, and my brother going to help me out by reading those verses for me, please. Because keep in mind, the power of God's word and what that word is capable of doing. All right? You speaking things that are contrary to that word, amen, according to the Bible, you condemn your own life. Yeah. All right. 
Well, we're going to show it to you in a minute. All right, read it for me, please. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 5 and 7. The wise will hear and increase their the learning. The wise will hear and increase in learning. And the person of understanding will acquire wise counsel and the skill to steer his course wisely and lead others to the say truth. That, boy, say that right there. Say that again. My God, would you please read that again? That's so good. The wise will hear and increase their learning. Yes, they will. And the person of understanding will acquire wise counsel and the skill to steer his course wisely and lead others to the truth. Come on now. Give me verse 7. The reverent fear of the Lord, that is worshiping him and regarding him as truly awesome, is the beginning and the preeminent part of knowledge. Its starting point and its essence but arrogance fools despise skillful and godly wisdom and instruction and self-discipline. Got a mighty ass Jesus. And let me just add this. They are not teachable at all. They're not. They're not. In fact, I believe the reason why some people, some uh, pastors remain in the pulpit is because of the money that he gets. Because I, I'm just being honest with you. Because the truth is to... The Bible tells us that we should be patient toward those who are weak. Yeah. All right, it says that. Yeah. All right, but but it it did not mean patient towards arrogance, right. pride, yeah. and foolishness. Amen. And so, when you have a people that attend their churches, and you know I'm not talking about true agape, you better know it. Amen. Attend their churches for 20 years. And they still are just as mean and ugly. And can't quote fire scripture. There's something badly wrong with that. Now go ahead and look at me ugly for look for talking ugly. Amen. But but I'm gonna just something wrong with that, ain't it? All right then. Glory be to God. Now, now you just agree with me. You see, you say the same thing I'm saying. Glory be to God. Because consider this. I will, Lord. I sure will. I do it right now. Look, if you will, at uh, Proverbs chapter 4. And uh, Proverbs chapter 4. i tell you what, before you even go to Proverbs chapter 4, look at Matthew chapter 12 and read for me, if you will, verses 32 through 36. Go there first. Matthew 12, 32 through, through 36. You ready? Matthew, come on. Chapter 12, 32 through 36. Amplify uh, I tell you what, I'm going to read from this translation again. Okay. okay. Uh, no, find the King James on this one here. Okay. All right, and I'm going to read from the translation that I have. It says, And whoever speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, neither in this age or this life, or the age to come. Verse 33. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, 
or make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For the tree is known by its fruit. Now watch what he's saying in a parable. Verse 34. He said, you brood of vipers, how can you speak good when you're evil? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. That's what he's speaking of. Okay? He's saying, the good person, out of the good treasure, brings forth good. That means he speaks what is good and right. The evil person, out of his evil treasure, brings forth evil. And then he says, I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give an account of every careless word they speak. For by your words, you will be justified, and by your words, you will be condemned. Now look, he compared the person with a tree that's bearing fruit by what he allows himself to say out of his mouth. Are you listening to me? So the Bible says then, the good person with the good heart will speak the good things out of his mouth. The evil person with the evil heart speaks only evil out of his mouth. The Bible teaches the principle is that it is the abundance of his heart, the reason his mouth is saying. Watch this. The reason why Christians don't get away with that is because you have a new heart. You have a new spirit. So, so we don't get away with, with, with saying things that we're going to be condemned about. Like others teach as if those scriptures apply to the believer where they couldn't. Because the truth is when Jesus spoke those words, he was speaking to those who was presently there. Amen. He had not gone to the cross. Are you with me now? Amen. The Holy Spirit certainly hadn't come because Jesus had not died and gone to You know what I mean? So watch this here. Amen. Those who are born again, first of all, should not even have. How can they have that type of heart? Where they're bearing bad fruit. They're now called a good tree. They're not a bad tree no more. Okay, y'all live it slow there. Y'all live it slow. Understand now, when Jesus spoke those words, he was not talking about the believers. Believe that he healed people? Yeah, they saw him do it. Believe that he raised the dead? Yeah, of course, they saw him do it. They saw him. Believe that he walked on the water? Yeah, those that didn't see him certainly heard about it. Here's my point. He could not have been talking about the believers. Why? Because those who are born again, they are new creative beings. They are new. Y'all better wake up from here. They are new creative beings. The old man is gone, passed away. I've been teaching for years and I ain't seen we get nowhere here. The old man has passed away. Behold, all things are new. Oh, God. Oh, God. Do y'all believe the Bible? Stop recording, brother. Stop recording. I'm going to deal with my own church right now. Okay, do y'all believe the Bible? All right, so how then could that scripture apply to you and make you a bad tree when you you now have God's own spirit inside you? How is it that you can have God's spirit inside you and be a bad tree? I know, but y'all gonna have to speak up. 
because you, 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 you make me think you've been a little slow here. How is it that you, that you now have God's own nature? Okay. Okay, I'll read my Bible. Go, go, to, go to 2 Peter chapter... 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1. Go there. Mm-hmm. Okay, 2 Peter chapter 1. And said, so Dale, do my favor, brother, and find uh, uh, 1 Peter uh, chapter 1 and read, if you will, um, verse uh, 22 and 23 from the precept. And then we look at 2 Peter chapter 1. Seeing ye have purified your souls Say in it, obeying brother. the truth it, through the Spirit unto unfeen love of the brethren. See that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. You might have to read it to him about ten times. <laughs> because look, 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 look what you're born of. Wow. Yeah. You're not born of yeah. corruptible yeah. seed. That's right. You were from your mom and daddy. Yeah. But according to John chapter one, yeah, verses twelve, I mean verses uh, verse twelve through uh, 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 fourteen, Amen. When they talk about Jesus, uh, uh, um, the Word was made flesh, Amen. It has something to say about those who accept God. It said, "Not born of blood, Amen. of the will of man, of the will of flesh." You said, "But born of God." Yeah. All right. So then, when we accepted Jesus Christ, Amen. We're born not of corruptible seed. Right. Right. See, corruptible seed was Adam's seed. Yeah. 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 That's right. mm-hmm. yeah. We're born of incorruptible seed. Yeah. Christ's seed. Yeah. So no way then you could be that tree. No. Right. You see? Amen. Did you know that even in the, in the 15th chapter where Jesus talked about uh, remaining in, in the Lord, do you know that anybody that's born again, the Bible say they are in Christ? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Wow. Well, how do you get out? <laughs> are, are you going to disown him and say, I don't believe in him no more? No. You know what I mean? You ever, have you ever read the damnation about somebody that would actually do that in the Bible? The Bible saying, have tasted the good word of God and been born of his spirit and then turn around and deny him? The Bible said there's, no, there's absolutely no way for you to ever be saved. So, so you see then what I'm saying, amen, if you're in Christ, you're in him. Yes, sir. Amen. Even people in Christ that's not doing the, the things that they should be doing, they're still in it. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Because they go to give an account of what they have done. Why? In the, the body. Right. Yes, sir. Wow. But they're in. Amen. Yeah. And Christ is in them. Yes, sir. Now you might wonder, well, well, how do they do all those things? All of what? <laughs> all of what? See? What it is, People don't stay in the word enough for the word to get in them. And they read the Bible from the beginning 
with a type of unbelief. Now, watch this. I'll show you what I mean. Do they believe on Christ? Of course, they wouldn't be saved. But they read the Bible with a a type of unbelief. In other words, they don't read it enough for Christ to be formed in them. So Paul writes in Galatians 4.19, and he said, I continue to pray that Christ will be formed in you. You see See, there would be words in the Bible if God knew that man being what he is in the flesh of the man, it wouldn't be, there wouldn't be words in the Bible that says to us, study to show yourself approved unto God. You see? See? Because at some point then, it should, if they're a true believer, it clicks and they go, Unto God. Oh, yeah. Unto God. You see? And then they realize that, okay, I've been kind of like just reading my Bible. I never never really thought about it unto God. See? So that makes them then go in now and start doing what they were not doing. They're children that are growing. Nevertheless, they're children. See? But to be saved for a, 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 a long period of time, and they don't never tap into the words that they do see when they are looking at the Bible. Amen. The, the Bible calls that a blindness. It is a spiritual blindness. Paul actually deals with that. They have to admit that they are blind. And ask God, amen, to help them to see the truth. Very good illustration of what I just said was Philip going down to Samaria to preach the gospel. While he's down there preaching, there is a sorcerer there who have been called by the people, the great man of God. And Philip went down preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the people believed and they were baptized because they had received Christ Jesus. Are you listening? Are you listening? Then Philip sent for Peter and John to come and lay their hands on these people to receive the Holy Ghost. It's in the 8th chapter of Acts is where I'm quoting this from. Peter and John went there and preached Christ to them, laid hands on them, and they all received the Holy Ghost, including the sorcerer. Immediately, when he found the opportunity, he went to Peter and said, look, Look, can I buy this power? (laughs) He's blind. Just got to say, according to the Bible, the Bible didn't say that he didn't have to say. It said that he believed also. 
That's what it takes to get saved. He was baptized with the rest of them. Yeah. He didn't ask, can I pay for the Holy Ghost to, so that I can receive? He said, so when I lay my hands on people, he said that they would proceed just like y'all do. Yeah. All right? So his mind now, amen, need to be cleansed. Yeah. Because Peter said that he was dealing with something called bitter gall yeah. in itself. Yeah. And he had to be cleansed of that. The man asks, please, none of those things that you said, please, pray that none of those things come upon me. He was convicted. Why? Because the spirit is there. God wouldn't tell us, amen, that we should be patient toward those who are perhaps a little slow to things of God if they were not his children. They are his children. They're just a little slow. But now, what he would do as a father, amen, he would find ways to speed them up. Yes, he would. And those are things that people don't want to have to deal with. Uh, I, I'm not getting away from my message, but I just thought maybe I'd take this opportunity to tell you that when I tell you that we can get around a lot of things, you better believe we can. You also need to know that God talks better than you do. Not only can he talk, he talks better than you do. Amen. Which means that he's telling us all the time how to get around certain things if we would only cling the spiritual wax out of our ears. You know, you know, that's, that's not the, the God spiritual. That's the other spiritual. You get it out your ear. You know what I'm not? Yeah. In other words, you keep darkness away from your eyes. You keep darkness away from your ears. You keep darkness away from your mouth and you'll do it. Amen. As a child of God, you will excel. Amen. You, I tell you what, boy, you will just do wonders if you would only do that. Amen. Are you listening to me? Amen. All right. Don't always have to be a TV that's showing you a whole lot of dirty stuff. Right. Amen. Amen. A lot of times, it's what you engage. Yes. Yeah. Uh, people that are somewhat friendly, they, 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 you know, we call them good guys. Amen. Sometimes, Say the things out their mouth that my ears don't need to hear. Amen. Amen. Are you with me? Amen. So that we will hurry up and begin to do what God tell us to do. Amen. About being a successful child of God. Amen. Go ahead and say amen. 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 Now, okay, I will, Lord. Look at James chapter 3. Let me see here. Woo, it's 8, 19. All right, James chapter 3. And we'll just let this one be the last one. James chapter 3. See, the Bible tells us to be imitators of God. Yeah. All right. And 1 Corinthians 11 and 1, 
tells us, amen, that Jesus is our example to follow. John 14, 12 tells us that we are to do the greater works. So we have this right, this authority, this privilege to be so much, so much, mm, to live on a greater level. Because to say so much better would not be correct. Correct, Righteousness is righteousness no matter what. There's not a greater righteousness. Right. All right. But, but to live uh, a better life. Yes. yes. Okay. All right. So, uh, James chapter 3, verse 1. James 3, verse 1. It says, not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. For we all stumble in many ways. And if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man. <laughs> Did y'all hear that? If you notice what I read in Matthew chapter 12, that, that would be a greater judgment by what people say than what they do. The, the Bible is very clear about that. But why? Your words actually is the most powerful influence as to what you do and what you won't do. Yeah. So here we go. It says, if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle his whole body. What about that? Now, I'm going to say something I ain't never said before, but I'm saying. People who get into sin, amen, you can see that a great deal of that is coming from what they are saying. Anything that you give permission to. Okay, I think I think you heard. So, so, so then let's let's look at a little something else there. <laughs> She's able to bridle his whole body. If we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we guide their strong. We uh, we guide their whole bodies as well. Look at the ships also. Though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. Now, it says how great a fire is is set ablaze by such a small fire. And the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness or iniquities. The tongue is set among the, our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life, and is set on fire of hell. Can I tell you... <clears throat> 
that this is the thing that causes the most sin in the world. This. And we give the illustration, the Bible does, of the bit in the horse's mouth fits right there in his, in his jaws. It turns that big old horse, that little bit. A rudder on a huge ship turns it. God say, among our members, all our members, this is the thing that gets you in trouble. You ready for this? I'm going to be a little ugly, so y'all bear with me. See, out of all your members on you, there are certain parts of your members that you would blame for your problem. The Bible say that's not the kingpin. The kingpin is right there. He's the one that set it all up. He set it up. See, the other parts wouldn't have got in trouble. If this right here had set it up. And it doesn't matter what these see. If this won't respond, it'd be all right. Oh, Lord. It doesn't matter, amen, if what this hear and what this see, if this was just shut up. Yeah. Oh, you caught that yourself. Amen. If it just shut up, you'll be all right. You see, so, so the Bible shows us, amen, that out of all of our members, that's the kingpin. That right there is the one that said that, that, that Jesus said in, in 12, that all of us will stand before God, amen, to give an account of the things that we spoke with that right there. How about that? Read on, because uh, look at this right here. Look at this right here. <laughs> Verse 7. For every kind of beast and bird of reptile and sea creatures can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no man being a being, rather, no human being, rather, can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With it, we bless our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse people who are made in the likeness of similitude of God. From the same mouth, blessings and cursing. The springs of life, the Bible talks about in Proverbs chapter 4. We didn't read it. Verse 23 in Proverbs chapter 4. Amen. It is the issues of the springs of life. Say, guard your heart at all costs. For out of it, out of my heart, yeah, out of your heart, here we go. Out of it, your heart, the abundance, what you have here, flows like a stream out of your mouth. And can cause serious damages to your life and others around you. Can totally destroy your future so that you don't have one. Steer and direct, amen, your life on a course, like you're on a course, amen. It, it directs, it, it, it determines, amen, which way that thing is turning in your life. People get a certain age and they wonder, how come my life had to end up like this? 
I doubt if they would ever repent for the choices that they made. I doubt it. Let me tell you what people do. I know I'm that age. When you look back and you try to blame your mama, and you try to blame your daddy, and you try to blame your, your surroundings, and, and we didn't have this, and we didn't have that. Amen. And you're looking for blame uh, of somebody to fault for your life. They might have said things to you that went in here that caused you to think a certain way. I don't know, but it was all about words. All about words. But you ready for this? And then I shut up. After you get born again, your past is erased. We're the only one to keep them. They're not kept in heaven. They go into a sea of, of forgetfulness in which they never remember. So we keep our past right here and our mouth entertain the information that we have up here. Then our mouth, because we're not saying what we need to say as new creations, developing a brand new path to walk. Romans 6 and 4, walking in a new, walking in a new life. We don't do that, amen. We maintain certain thoughts that we had of yesterday. All right? And this thing right here helps direct and steer where you're going in life. All right? And you end up somewhere, but it's certainly not the place that you wanted to be. How about that? So, as we close tonight, let me see this here. The greatest thing that all of us can do after we've heard this tonight is to be slow to speak and quick to hear. Find ourselves on that dynamic path. And you know, we don't have to have 100 members to get on this path so that the pastor is no longer teaching about these kind of things. Why? Because everybody has gotten on a good path. And, you, you know, it's okay to be repetitive, you know, to just kind of uh, remind people, okay? But that shouldn't be the constant lesson that you're learning. Because at some point from your hearing what you need to do to change the direction of your life, you get on a better path. And then begin to walk that path. Watch this. And your pastor will certainly know that you have. Don't you think that he won't? Because he will. We're not talking about anything that's prophetic either. We're talking about what's obvious. Hmm? Yeah. <laughs> amen. <laughs> amen. And, and to allow God now to download, amen, messages, amen, that walk you straight into that place where you really want to be. Why? Because this is the way God designed it. He gave shepherds for the sheep to lead them to the green pastures. And all that's promising in in, in, uh, Psalm 23. You know? The Lord is our we shall not want. He maketh us to lie down in he Huh? Lead us beside. There's your peace. Yeah. 
Amen. He, he restore our soul. Guess what? You don't become dull. You don't become dull. All right. You stay on fire. All right. He, he leads us into a path of or righteous living. Fruits of that righteousness. Come on. And then. And then. Yea, though I walk through, I always come through it. Walk through any shadow, any valley, rather, a shadow in death. For I always know who's with me. Living now well in me. Come on. Quote the rest of him. His rod, that is, his rod, his staff. God told Moses, what is that in your hand? Moses, that is. This right here become our rod and staff. Moses, what's in your hand? A stick, Lord. He said, hold it out there over the wall. Did he? And throughout his life, he had it. When he went to a pharaoh, he had it in his hand. That is. This is our life to go anywhere we want to go. When God tells us not to have no concerns about nothing, he knows what he's talking about. They're going to take them anyway. Can I fuss at you for a minute? Let me fuss at you. God said, take no thought for your life. You're going to just take it anyhow. Now, you know something wrong with that. What did you see? You see stubbornness in yourself. Then the Bible said God resists you because you're proud. Now you're not getting your prayers through. God resists the proud. He gives more grace to the humble. So the grace that you need in order to do the things you want to do, you ain't got it for the moment. This is New Testament, I'm quoting. You ain't got it. Why? Because you're stubborn. So God said, watch this, watch this. Cast your cares in the New Testament. So you don't walk around with cares. Why? Because the Bible says, because he cared for me. Yeah. And if I know he cared for me, what well, I'm care for? He doing the caring. That's right. Yeah. I know, but, but what, what am I doing tonight? You know, you know I could preach at 10 o'clock tonight. You know I could. Because the truth is, see, what I'm trying to get you guys to do is to become doers of the word, not hearers. Do it. Do it. Because the Bible says if you don't, it says you're deceiving yourself. So you're acting like a Christian. You're coming to church. You're doing a whole lot of stuff. You wonder, oh, no, how come God ain't blessed me yet? What about look in the mirror? Look in the mirror. You, you doing that. Why? Because you've been stubborn hearted. Can I, can I say that? Y'all looking at me real funny, but can I say that? I mean, we defeat our own good life. The, the, the Bible's not that difficult to live. People are difficult. God ain't. Right. The Bible said God's word is not grievous, it's not burdensome. Amen. He don't put no heavy burden on none of us. Amen. Amen. But we put all kinds of burdens on ourselves. Yeah, right. But here's the point. After we done it, we look at God. Mm-hmm. Well, right now, I just don't believe that God wants me to have it. Who told you that? I slap you. Who told you that God don't want you to have it? Right. But people talk like that because they're trying to excuse themselves out of the fact that I ain't being blessed right now. No. What about you? You're killing your life. 
You're destroying your own life because you're keeping your own mind. You know? Let me show you an example, and then I'm going to really make you hate me tonight, but I'm going to say it. I've said to this church uh, probably, I don't know how many times, hey, y'all, church started at 11 o'clock. People still coming to 12. Amen. What do you see? What do you think I see as a pastor? What do I see? I don't say nothing, but you know what I'm looking at? I'm looking at rebellion. And then they wonder, how come? I don't know. I don't live with you. I don't know. You're doing that. If God tell the, the husband and the wife to stop it, y'all stop all that that y'all doing, and they do it anyway, what is God looking at? He's looking at rebellion. Yeah. You see? So we do everything opposite of what we learn. Wow. What do you see? Rebellion. Mm-hmm. But where is God blessing? In heaven? Mm-hmm. Well, heavenly places. Mm-hmm. What about his blessing watching you? Mm-hmm. You're not watching God's blessing, but his blessing sees you. Because they're in heavenly places. The Bible organizes a home and tells everybody where everybody's supposed to be in their house. But people are, okay, you know, and people do it the way they want to. I mean, I'm not just talking about true God, but you know this for yourself. This, uh, a church person will walk straight up to you and tell you, honey, I don't know what you're talking about. I know what it's going to be like in my house. And you sit there and listen at that because you think you ought to do what they're doing. And you ought to know that, that what they just said ain't right. God don't talk like that. Amen. I don't care how long they've been in church. God don't talk like that. Right. And so you come away from those kind of people because they, they're just so contrary to the truth. I don't care how frequent they go to church. They're contrary to the truth. We ought to be doers of the word. And loving God because he loved us so much. Yes. Hallelujah. And he tell us, this is the way I know you love me. How, God, is that you do what I tell you to. John 14, chapter, 21 to 23rd verse. You do what I tell you. That's how I know you love me. See? See? All, all that stuff that, 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 that people doing in church, and they do, do what they want to. God knows they do what they want to. Just like God can't see, they're going to do what they want to. Just like God don't hear, do what they want to. And they wonder, where is God right now in my life? You know, where is God at? Come on, man. Come on. Hey, Amen. I've been pastoring for years, but there came a time where I had to say, Lord, show me where it's at because I want to see it. Because there's something right, right now ain't even good. It ain't even good. And I want to know where it's at. Cause look, everything that I can see, I correct that because I see it. But things that I don't know yet, amen, that, that God don't want in my life, or he's not happy with certain things I might be doing, amen, I just say, Lord, reveal it to me because I'm going to straighten that out right now. Why? Because I know the, the good life he wants me to have and the good life I can live if I do it his way. Glory be to God. You know what I mean? Uh, wives trying to uh, uh, raise raise their husbands. Amen. Trying to be another mother for him. Amen. Men not even wired like that. God didn't even wire a man to be that way. And you're, you're doing them and tearing up the house. Because the truth is, if he want to act like a child, I mean, the only thing you can do is pray for him. And, and live, and if you're doing right, you living in front of him. And first Peter chapter three saying you're living right will, will correct his life and get him on the right track. Never told you get no Bible and preach to him. See, people just ain't doing it right. They're doing what they want to. In the name of the Lord. See, he's the head of the house. I don't care what you say. 
See? And you, well, I don't want it anymore. Well, divorce him. But here's the point. I got a word for you. If you divorce him, amen, because he ain't acting the way you want him to, I got something to tell you. You're going to be single until you make the decision to take him back. Amen. And the Bible tells me, praise God, amen, if he remarries because you got rid of him, the Bible says you cause him to sin. Wow. See, people don't want to live the Bible right. And it's vice versa. I mean, you know, it ain't just that way. It's both ways. You know, but we all live it right. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Some of y'all gonna be late going home. Tell you, tell, tell your husband, man, to whoop me. <laughs> <laughs> when he when he come home, say, send him, get him. <laughs> look, people, look, people, I can't help it. You know, I can't help it because, you know, let me tell you something. We don't have revivals and stuff like that right there. Uh, we don't have long workshops. We had a beautiful workshop, uh, a few weeks back or whatever. That was beautiful to me. But, but, but that's what we need. See, we don't come together enough to get the word inside of yeah. our spirits. Yeah. Get it in your spirit. Yeah. You see, there's nothing wrong with you listening to Joe Osteen and, and Kenny Copeland and all the rest of them. But I can tell you one thing, the message that God gives to this church, amen, I guarantee you, I know where it come from. Amen. I know where. It's amen. about you. Amen. You know, amen. <laughs> not a message that's universal and for any Christian. This is about you. Amen. Amen. And God wants us, amen, to get what we need to be. Glory amen. be to God, somebody. Amen. And everybody, people should take active roles in this church. Nobody want to do it. So I, I quit asking. I don't ask no more. You know, here's my point. Here's my point. Keep your eye on your life. And I'll be watching you and never say a word. Because I say to myself, amen, I have, I've seen this episode for many years. Where people just do it the way they want to. See? And when things ain't going right, they try their best to find a fault with me. You know what? I try to live my life where you can't find them. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. See, so, so I ain't going to be the reason why your life don't get no better. I'm preaching the word, man. Amen. I'm teaching the word. Glory be to God. Amen. You just have to make the decision. You know what? You know what? Pastor, it might be rough, but I'm going to do it the way you're talking about. I'm going to live it just like that. Even if it costs me something, I'm going to live it just like you're talking about right there. And you know, baby, it's going to cost you something too, by the way. Why? Because your flesh got to die. And it's going to hurt you when it starts dying. But the Bible said, mortify the deeds of it. Put it to death. Why? Because it want to rule, have its own way. Amen. And, 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 and now speaking in tongues. Amen. The flesh speaking in tongues. Come on. Come on. That's right. It's, it's just time to do it right. Amen. Y'all don't like me on this level right here. I know you don't. You know, but 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 I, I go there. I go there because the truth is, by the Spirit, it's by the Holy Spirit. We're told to reprove and rebuke, and I won't do it naturally on my own. So God just comes straight through me, Amen, and do it Himself. Glory be to God. Now watch me, because I love you. When you when you disobey Him after He has spoken to you. It's not a good thing for you. Amen. Okay. That's all I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to, you know, put no spooks on you, nothing. I just know that when God has spoken to us, the, the Bible said God chastened those he loved. Yeah. And scourged every son. Yeah. He calls us to be what we're supposed to be. Amen. 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 So a transgressor makes his own way hard. 
And when it's hard, they can't figure it out for nothing. Wow. They don't know what it is. So they look for something to blame it on. No, it's your life. It's your life. You're going to tell me that somebody fired you and, and God ain't have nothing that's waiting, waiting on you and, and you, you just fired and that's it. And then you got to figure it out for yourself and God ain't telling you nothing and everything about to come up. You, you, you need to pay and you, you, you're desperate and you're up against the wall. Is the Lord, what I'm going to do, Lord, who am I going to call? You see what I'm saying? It's just like this here, amen. It's just like this. It's not that Satan doesn't attack all Christians. He does. But God don't let it work for him. You see what I'm saying? Amen. But when you back it up against the wall and you don't know what to do and you just going to, oh, I'm out here by myself drowning. Amen. Look, you already know that your life ain't, ain't it stinks. It smell bad. That's what's wrong. You know? Don't you let other church people fool you. By the fact, you know, they go to church and you say, well, they seem like they're doing good. Well, actually, can you stay with them for a week? <laughs> Baby, you don't, no, no child of God living the way they want to. Don't you be fooled by people. They don't live where they want to. And they might try to deceive you, but I'm telling you right now. See, I'm transparent. Well, my life ain't right, amen. I just holler, ow! Amen. You know what I'm saying? Because I, right, I know what God wants for us, and I know what the God Almighty, I know how he wants us to live. Glory be to God. Uh, I, I would advise you to stand up, amen, because I'm good for two hours. Right now. Right now. Thank you for tuning in. We know that for those who receive, your lives have been radically transformed by the power of the Word of God. Today is the day of your salvation. Are you ready to grow in your walk with the Lord? We are located at 3701 Atlanta Highway, Suite 16 in Athens, Georgia. We know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So to hear today's message again, visit our website at trueagapechristianchurch.org. Thank you and God bless you.